My name is Constantine and this is a brand new episode of Parabox. The opening track was part of a soundtrack for the movie Eraserhead and it's made by David Lynch and Alan Splett. It's called Pete's Boogie. And our guests for today are Karl Martin and Guido Zen, part of Vactual Park. And if you're not familiar with their production, here's a track from the latest album called Music from the Luminous Void. And the track is called Drops.
This is a track called Zukunft. It's by Iro Aka and it's remixed by Tapan. It's coming out on Elephant Gate Music later this year. It's probably one of my most favorite tracks of the entire EP.
Central Park, Guido Zen and Carl Martin are going to take over to talk about their influences in about 20 minutes time, so stick around for that. Thank you. 
So as usual, for the second hour, we get a guest to talk about their influences. And this time, it's these two gentlemen sitting beside me. It's Guido and Kyle, uh, who are Vactual Park. And I'll uh, pass it on to them to talk about some of their influences. I got to know Laurie Spiegel about six or seven years ago when this compilation came out called The Expanded Universe. And... Uh, and basically, she was making these tracks uh, in the 70s using a Bell computer at Bell Laboratories, triggering analog synthesizers, as far as I know. And what I love, I love the purity of the sounds and also the stereo effect, which is so extreme of all these sounds going left to right. I think it's, it was quite groundbreaking.
this next track is um, Octophony by um, uh, Stockhausen. Uh, and I actually found out about Stockhausen uh, fairly recently. I was a bit late to the party, but um, actually I knew about it uh, from another track called Microphony. And the reason I knew it was because it was a, a little Eurorack module that I built that was kind of also called Microphony. So that's how I found out about, out about him. But I like all this sort of um, uh, really experimental style stuff that he was doing, electronic, you know, long before anybody else. So. Yeah, but this is kind of Guido's choice, this track, so... I've chosen this track uh, because I didn't know about this particular... I've known about Stockhausen for a bit. I was lucky enough to see some sound diffusion back in the 90s in London of Stockhausen. But this particular track, I really didn't know it, and it sounds very digital and very different to the previous stuff done with microphones or ring modulators and stuff like that. When we played in Berlin last year, well, couple of years ago, I can remember. We, I, I managed to arrive a few days early and, and to see a couple of uh, Berlin atonal shows. Basically, my favorite Berlin atonal show was a, a sound diffusion of this, uh, of this uh, piece on, on an eight kind of eight channel sound system. And it was immense. It was uh, quite incredible. And I, I had to find out, I had to kind of research. So I actually wrote to the Stockhausen Foundation or it's called something like that. And I ordered the CD directly from them.
this track um, is Jean-Michel Jarre, it's Moon Machine, and uh, this has been a bit of an influence me for, with me for a while, actually. I just really like the way the samples are cut in and out, and, you know, it's got this sort of really sort of film kind of vibe to it. So, yeah, yeah, enjoy. It's really good. track from John Carpenter uh, from the Escape from New York soundtrack. It's called The Present is Gone. Uh, well, this soundtrack is uh, definitely one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Yeah, and it's something too. I played a lot. We've been very fascinated for, for a long time. This very kind of mechanical, yeah. like a machine playing notes in, in, a, in a certain way. And I think John Carpenter and uh, Alan Howarth, yeah, yeah, it's just a good example, yeah. Yeah, they do it very well.
Yeah, this next track uh, actually is Vangelis. Um, it's like what is, I think it's his earliest record. Actually, it's a kind of funny story about when I found this record. I was in Greece and my friend Taco had told me to go to this record shop. I went there in Athens and uh, he said, oh yeah, you know, ask them if they know this guy called Chris Contos. So, you know, I was sort of looking through the records and I asked the guy in the record shop, I said, do you know a guy called Chris Contos? And then just heard from next to me, yes, that is me. And his uh, Chris Contos was standing right next to me, <laughs> just as a total random. And anyway, he, he introduced this record to me and uh, yeah, I'm forever thankful to him. It's a massive influence. The drum sounds are unbelievable, like an old, I don't know, Fafisa... Yeah. yeah, like an old sort of rhythm box. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, an old rhythm box, very yeah. round. Yeah. And, and actually, if also, the, also the kind of, I don't know if it's a lute or something like that, some sort of string instrument that, um, I think it was the guy from Aphrodite's Child played it, but it's, um, it's, it's such an incredible kind of performance that he put in. Great, great record, this. And the whole album is really worth it, except for the first track. galaxies of our minds. Our breath was the sky, our dreams were water. We claimed the wilderness, we recognized one another. Thank you. 
Luca Spagnoletti track called Le Voci di Marrakesh. Luca is an old friend of mine and uh, he was also my teacher of sort of electronic music back in the early 90s, like 92 or 93. I mean, Luca was uh, very inspiring as, as a teacher. I was doing this course uh, sort of uh, financed by the government uh, about computer music. And uh, Luca was, compared to the other teacher, was a lot more interesting in, in, in his approach. And one time we went to this place and uh, for some reason, I, at some point I asked him, can you play me some of, some of your tracks? And he played, me, he played me this particular track and I just couldn't believe it because he, he opened a, like a new world for me of uh, how to use samplers, how to mix world music with electronics. I mean, really for me, it's, it's, it was like a new world. This track is from 1982 and it's unreleased. But I must have played it hundreds of times in my car, like back in the 90s. Thank you. 
Donato Dozzi, I mean, I could have chosen so many tracks from Donato Dozzi, but the reason that really this is really important record to put on this mix is um, that was really sort of one of the very, very first starting points that, you know, when we first started on uh, Vatral Park, um, I played uh, some tracks to Guido of, you know, how I thought maybe the mix should sound a little bit and, you know, and we, we, we kind of took that and devel hopefully developed it into our own sound for Vatral Park, but really this was the kind of starting point of Vatral Park. This particular one is from uh, an album K, which for ages I only had one CD in the car. Um, so, you know, when we finished the session in the studio, it was always this that we listened to. So I think that this is probably quite deeply embedded in the sound of Vatral Park. And so it's probably quite an important record to put on, on this mix as our influence. Thank you. 
the first track from Coil Time Machines, an album from 1998 that I discovered just by chance when I was uh, I was living in London uh, then and I was uh, really into Coil and uh, at some point I went into Tower Records and uh, at the time obviously there was no internet or stuff so it was a bit more tricky to, to find out about new records and I found this uh, CD uh, on the shelves and I said okay it says Coil, Time Machine, new album and I bought it just right away I, did, I had no idea what it sounded like and I went home and I played it all the way through and it's like these four tracks of uh, instrumental drones, synthesizer drones for me, it was like a life changer. I mean, it, it completely changed my approach to, 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 towards music. And I even saw them live when they presented this show in 2000, Royal Festival Hall, which was probably maybe my favorite concert of my entire life.
Uh, so this next, next track is uh, by Rhythm and Sound called uh, Mango Drive. Um, again, we could have used a lot of tracks from them. Again, I've been quite late to the party with them. Guido recently introduced me to them. But it's actually, for me anyway, personally, it's about the sonic of the sound, you know, the way that the bass is. It's like so deep and, um, you, you know, they make records that just don't sound like any other records. And actually, um, although it sounds like this is some guy in Jamaica, it's actually, you know, two German guys were referencing these mixes quite a lot to try and sort of push a bass into areas similar hopefully so yeah i think it's, it's the approach yeah. this kind of uh, this kind of uh, minimal minimalistic approach to yeah. dub sort of essential there is nothing that shouldn't be there it's like uh, everything yeah. that is there is perfect yeah There's, exactly yeah and sonically you know it just covers all of the the frequencies really well you know it's such a such a well mixed record so i mean i could play rhythm and sound all day just yeah. in loop And actually some of the albums, when you listen to the albums, it's actually just the same track all the way through, um, you know, just sung by different singers, or, you know, so and then you can just play it again and again.
This is Tangent Dream from uh, an album called Encore from 1977. It's a it's a live album and uh, it's not necessarily their best album, but for me it was it's sort of a almost like an introduction because it was actually the first album I owned by Tangent Dream. I heard other music played by a friend of mine was playing me a lot of uh, Tangent Dream, Klaus Schulz, Kraftwerk and stuff. But this one was the first record I actually bought from them. In a way, it's a record that introduced me to these electronic sequences, these mechanical sequences that we yeah. talked about before with the John Carpenter song. Me and Kyle actually went to see a Tangent Dream performance yeah. a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah, I, it's with Johnny Nash's dad, remember? Yeah, with Johnny Nash's dad. Yeah. I mean, I must say, it wasn't like the original, the best Tangent Dream you could have seen, but there was Edgar Fraser there playing. Yeah, and uh, I think which, possibly it was his last performance in the UK. Actually, that one. Yeah, possibly was. Yeah, yeah possibly it was his last performance. And I mean, it didn't look well. Unfortunately, it didn't look well. But whenever he he, he touched the mellotron or the guitar, it just sounded so good. I mean, it just sounded like original Tangent Dream. I mean, yeah. it was quite. I was quite emotional. Yeah, it's quite privileged to see that yeah. concert. I think actually, yeah, yeah, yeah it was a special uh, one. It was quite a special one.
Craig Leon track from the Nomos album. What we really found very interesting about that album was the way that it was produced again, the way the sound was. So he's got like this sort of uh, kind of resonant comb filtering, uh, very sh- short, tight, tight delay sound over the whole album. Um, and then we, we, we really liked that, so we used it on a lot of our drums. And uh, yeah, again, this, this record's been quite a big influence on the way that uh, our music sounds, even if it doesn't sound like our music. But... Yeah, especially the last album. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, exactly. on the album, we... And uh, yeah. I recently, I mean, last year, I recently acquired an old lexicon delay from an old friend. Yeah. And, and that particular delay could actually achieve this, this particular tone really well. Yeah, 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 the old Lexicon stuff's really good for that.
the caretaker, James Kirby. I've been a fan of his work for a long time since, you know, since the BVM uh, work back in the late 90s. When Kyle came to see me in Italy a few years ago, I just put this record on, just, you know, as almost as background music. Yeah. And Kyle Which said, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's strange. It's not really background music, really, but it's, yeah. uh, I, I suppose. Yeah. But it's just the sound quality of it that kind of... I find really fascinating, you know, it's got this sort of degradation to the to the actual tones of the yes, sounds, like yeah. you sort of run it through an old tape player maybe 20 times and, you know, cut it onto vinyl and ice skated on the floor and then, put, then recorded that in or something. I mean, who knows how he did it, but, but yeah, it's just got this amazing kind of sound to it and that's what I find really fascinating, you know, it's like this sort of old ballroom record, but kind of, you know, but just really weird sort it's of like electronics. The, it's yeah. like in another dimension. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else that sounds like it to me, you know. so much for coming and sharing all these great tunes with us. Um, yeah, no I hope that <laughs> other people you. will have an opportunity to uh, be inspired and influenced by them uh, as much as you guys were. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Mm.